Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, a challenge to get more workers into the field sharing the gospel. We want to make a difference in this world. It doesn't just happen. We roll up our sleeves and we sow seeds. And the more you sow, the more you reap. The more you reap, the more seeds you have to sow even more. That's the way it works in the kingdom of God. This is Bold Steps, and you're listening to Mark Job. Mark is president of Moody Bible Institute and the senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. You know, Mark, in the book of Luke, chapter 10, Jesus has a simple yet powerful command for those he's called into his service. The command is simple but yet hard. It's go. And we don't necessarily have to go to another country or another city or another state, but it's a motion verb, a verb that says, hey, get to work. Um, And I'm convinced, Wayne, that there's a lot more people around us than what we know that are open. Mm -hmm. But oftentimes we have this perception that everybody's closed or that religion is a private thing or that people are going to reject it. I think there's so many people that are looking for God. They may not know it's God. But but it's up to us to go and carry the hope and good news of Jesus. Yeah, they know the world is broken, and many times they know their own life is broken. They yeah. just need someone to speak into it. Yeah, and I've found so many great opportunities by not trying to uh, do a PR on a message, but loving people with hope in the message of the gospel. Yeah. Well, let's get into today's message in Luke chapter 10. It's called Roll Up Your Sleeves. Here's Mark Job. I've seen more and more at different uh, malls and different uh, businesses, even some gas stations, where they are having uh, the uh, battery charger for the new cars, the Tesla cars. Have you seen them? I have a friend that, that has a Tesla. And I was saying, yeah, but they probably don't have a lot of power. They probably can't go very fast, you know, because it's like a battery in there. And so uh, he said, come in, jump in my car. So I said, yeah, this is a little slow thing. And uh, he went to like a kind of a, a, a straight stretch. And he said, hold on. I'm like, yeah, hold on. And he stepped on the gas pedal. And it was like, you know how you see those movies where pe- the astronauts are taken off and their face goes back a little bit? That's a little bit how I felt. I felt like my head was going back like this. And he gunned this thing. And man, did it have some power. And he explained to me that the whole floor was battery and that it's different than a regular car. But it has to be charged up. It can go only so far, and then it's got to be plugged in to a charger so that the battery has enough energy to be able to power up this car. If it runs out of battery, it may look nice, but it has no power to go anywhere. This series is called Empowered because some of you look nice. Yeah, you look nice today. Tell the person beside you, you look nice. Some of you are saying, Pastor, I'm not supposed to lie in church. Okay, all right. Well, the... You may look nice today, but let me... You may have your Bible and you may have your church clothes on and you may be singing the right words, but 
The question is, do you have power? Do you have power? Because there's a certain power required to fulfill the mission that God has called us to fulfill. And I believe that there's some of you here today that you are living your life a little bit powerless. You're not really moving in the power that God has for you. And so therefore, the mission that He calls you to fulfill, you're not really living with all the power that God has called you to fulfill the calling and the mission that you, that you need. Not because the power is not available, it's just that you're not plugging into the power. So I want to talk to you a little bit about that because I believe that we need power to live our lives, live our lives on mission. If you're not doing much, if you don't have, if you're not using your gifts, if you're not living for God, if you have no visions and dreams that God has given to you, if you're not on mission with Him, then you probably don't need power. You don't need power to sit on a couch. You only need power when you get up and do something. How about it? So I want you to turn to... Luke chapter 10, because here's a story, a, a, a story, a powerful story, an account of Jesus sending some people out that needed power to do something. And I think we can learn some, we can learn some lessons from what Jesus did with these 72 disciples that he sent out. I've entitled this message, Roll Up Your Sleeves. Some of you have a call, a gifting you have a mission to fulfill, but, but you're not living it out. And I want to help you do that because I believe that there's something incredible that happens when we, the church, roll up our sleeves, when we roll up our sleeves and start getting busy about what God has called us to do. So uh, I'm going to have some of you roll up your spiritual sleeves today. And uh, I'm going to read out of Luke chapter 10, Luke chapter 10. Let me give you the background. Jesus had, this was the last time that Jesus would really be going to Jerusalem. He was finishing up his ministry there. Not too far in the future, he would be crucified. And so he's been training 12 disciples to do some things. And then he decides, hey, I'm going to expand the circle. And it's not just going to be about my 12 disciples, but... I'm actually going to train 72 others and send them out as well. We, we don't know who these 72 were. We don't know their names. I love that about it. We don't know who they are. We don't know their names. They're not apostles. They're just regular folks, common individuals like you and I, that Jesus says, hey, you've been receiving, but now... You're not just going to be receiving, now you're going to be learning how to be used by me. 72. It's a scary thing when you've received and then someone says, now it's your turn. When you've been watching someone drive, it looks easy. And then when they move over and say, at a 16-year-old, say, okay, now it's your turn. You got your permit, now it's your turn to drive. It's a lot harder, right, than what it looks. So Jesus takes these 72. I'm going to pick up in uh, chapter 10, verse 1. It says, after this, the Lord appointed 72 others, and he sent them two by two ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. And he told them, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. 
Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Go, I am sending you like lambs among wolves. Do not take purse or bag or sandals, and do not greet anyone on the road. When you enter a house, say first, peace be to this house. If someone promotes peace there, then your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Some of you need to be empowered to the mission that God has called you, and I think you have to be willing to do four things if you want that power to fulfill the mission that God has called you to. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, some of you aren't going to like this. Number one, get ready to work. Get ready to work. That's why I've, 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 I've entitled this message, Roll Up Your Sleeves. Hold on, I'm, I'm going to do something right now. Now, when do you roll up your sleeves? You, you roll up your sleeves when you're about to do something, manual, physical. You roll up your sleeves when you're about to work. When you're going to something formal, you put your sleeves down, you button your sleeves because, hey, you're just going to be lifting your fork to your mouth. But when you got to carry something, you roll up your sleeves because you want to be a little bit more free because it's time to work. It's symbolic of working. Jesus looks at the 72 disciples and he's sending them out. And there seems to be this idea that the problem is with the harvest. I've heard people say that all the time. People aren't open my family's so closed. No one wants to hear. This world is really hard. People don't want to hear about God. Everybody's against Christians. No one believes. There's no one really open to hear. I feel like I'm one person and everybody else is going the wrong way except me. And we have this idea somehow that the problem is with the harvest. Can I tell you something about America? There are churches all across this country that are closing thousands every year. Thousands. We've been involved in what we call restarts. With church buildings, people that come to us and say, Pastor, we're down to 20 people mainly older people, in one building that'll seat two to three hundred people, and they remind me of the glory days when the place was packed out, and when there was no room, and they had two or three services, and the Sunday schools were filled. But they look at me, and they say, but, but now look at us. There's ten of us, twelve of us, fifteen of us. We can barely keep the lights on. We're, we're, we're really struggling there are churches all across not only North America, but there's churches in other parts of the world that are, are empty, that, that are, are barely surviving. And when I sit down and talk to some people and ask them about it, oftentimes they'll say, well, you know, people don't come to church anymore. People are hard. People don't care about God anymore. People have turned uh, very secular nowadays. There's the, the, the harvest is bad. The people aren't interested anymore. And it's easy to take on this mentality of thinking, we can't make a difference. The world is getting really bad. There's a lot of violence, a lot of... It seems like it's getting worse and worse. Talk to anybody that's over 50 years old, and, or 60 or 70, and they'll spend a lot of time talking about the good old days. How many of you know what I'm talking about? 
how things were different before, how nicer people were, how they cared about people, how it was a community feel, how uh, people respected adults a little bit more, how you could talk about God, how you could pray. And so it's easy to get this mentality and start thinking there's something wrong with the harvest. This is just the way it's going to go. This is the way it's going to be. Churches are going to close. People aren't really interested in the things of God. But hold on a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I look at what Jesus says, and I want you to hear what Jesus says. He said, he told them, the harvest, he's talking about people, people that need God, the harvest is plentiful. In another passage in Matthew chapter 9, he says, lift up your eyes and look, the harvest is plentiful. You know what the problem is? The problem is not with the harvest. There's always people that are going to be hard. There's always people that are not going to be too sympathetic to Christianity. There's always going to be people that are atheistic, secular, anti-Christian, don't want to hear what you have to say. And how many of you were like that before as well? Come on. How many when someone shared with you about Jesus, you said, I don't want to hear about that stuff? Come on, raise your hand. How many of you remember pushing people away? Yeah, a bunch of you. And people would say, oh, they're hard. They don't want to listen. But you know what Jesus says? Listen, Jesus says this. The harvest is what? Plentiful. You know what that means? There's a lot. The problem is not with the harvest, Jesus says. The problem is not that there's not a lot of people that need God, a lot of people that need to be touched by God, a lot of people that would be open. He says the problem is with what? Look, look, in, look in the Bible. What's it say? But the harvest is plentiful, but what's few? The workers are few. Wait, hold on, Jesus. What are you saying here? Jesus is saying that the, the harvest is bigger than the workforce. That the problem is not that there's no one there that needs God, that there's no one that's going to listen. That the problem is there's few people that really want to work at it. You're listening to Bold Steps with Mark Job. Our message is called Roll Up Your Sleeves. And if you'd like to hear this message again, which we'll continue in just a moment, or if you'd like to share it with a friend who might need to hear these marching orders, you can do that online at boldstepsradio.org. Or here's an idea, Mark. Let's send our listeners to our Facebook or Instagram pages. What do you think? Yeah, and people are responding. We love the back and forth with our listeners. And so you can go to Bold Steps Radio on our Facebook or Instagram and love to hear from you. As a matter of fact, I have an Instagram message that came to us from a new listener. Heard your program today for the first time. I'm a fan already. (laughs) Thank you for your message. It makes me believe I am where I'm supposed to be. I doubt that at times. However, I know the small roles are big in many ways. You reassured me of that today. Many blessings. Heart emoji, praying hands emoji. (laughs) You got to throw that in, right? (laughs) You got to throw that in. That's right. And you know, it's amazing, Wayne, how God uses the Holy Spirit at the right time in someone's life just to speak the word that they need to hear. And that's exactly what this Instagram a follower is saying that God spoke to her and the confirmation that she needed. So thank you for letting us know that. Look for us online at Facebook and Instagram, Bold Steps Radio. Let's return to the second half of the message now. Here again is Mark Job.
The problem isn't that there's not people that are open. The problem is that there's few people willing to share their faith. Few people willing to make disciples. Few people willing to get out of the closet and say, yeah, I'm a believer. I'll share my faith with you. Few people willing to say, hey, I'll mentor you. I'll lead you to the waters of baptism. I'll help you understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Because you know what? It takes work. People, sometimes we get pastors that call or people that look at the story of new life and they see how we've grown from a church of just 18 people to over 5,000 people and meeting in different uh, countries and so forth. And some people have this idea of like, oh, it must be because Pastor Mark really preaches good. Nah. If you'd have heard me when we started out, you probably walked out and said, that poor guy, he needs some help. (laughs) Oh, it's just because divine inspiration and God said, boom, let it happen. No, no. Let me tell you, there's a lot of work, a lot of leaders, a lot of seeds, a lot of people that have gone out and said, you know what, we're going to roll up our sleeves and not just attend a Sunday service, but we're going to say, God, use me to make a difference in this world. I want to be the change, Lord. See, that's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, so ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. Can I give you a principle, a biblical principle? It's a powerful principle found several places in Scripture. The Bible says it's not just about finances, but it relates to finances almost any other area of our life. It's the so reap principle. The Bible says you will reap in the degree that you sow. The more you sow, the more you reap. The less you sow, the less you reap. It's just a standard farming principle but it's also a spiritual principle if you sow you reap if you don't sow you don't reap that's true of our marriage you sow into your marriage you're going to reap into your marriage eventually it's going to take hard work how many of you know that marriage a good marriage over a long period of time takes hard work Pastor, I just thought it was love. You know, I'm just going to love. It's going to solve it all. Love, love, love. And then you wake up one day and say, what happened to our love? Hey, you got to work at it. Good marriages don't just happen. You work at good marriages. You do what you have to do even when you don't feel like doing it. You're consistent. You're disciplined. You sow into your marriage. How many of you know that good kids don't just raise themselves? You got to sow into parenting. You got to work at doing it right. You got to sow seeds into it. You got to be consistent. It takes work. It takes energy. It's hard. How many of you know that healthy finances don't just happen? You just don't wake up one day and say, wow, I really made a lot of money, saved a lot of money. Wow, look at, no, 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 it doesn't happen that way. You work, you save, you discipline, you budget. It takes hard work to be at a healthy place financially. You got to roll up your sleeves and you got to work at it. And Jesus is saying, hey, he's saying the same thing to the church and the work of God. 
We want to make a difference in this world. It doesn't just happen. We roll up our sleeves and we sow seeds. And the more you sow, the more you reap. The more you reap, the more seeds you have to sow even more. That's the way it works in the kingdom of God. And Jesus said, hey, raise your eyes. Look at the harvest. There's a lot of, there's a lot of people out there that need God. A lot of people out there that need God. The problem is there's a, not a lot of people willing to work at helping people encounter God. There's not a lot of workers. Jesus says the problem's not the harvest. The problem is I can't find anybody to put a little work into this. I'm looking at the fields and, hey, they're being spoiled. They're going to waste. Because I can't find anybody willing to roll up their sleeves and say, hey, God, use me. I'm willing to be used. So he says to the 72, I want you to understand that this is not about a bad harvest. This is about people willing to roll up their sleeves and really work at what God has called them to do. The the city of Chicago and our neighborhoods are not going to change. They're not going to change by themselves. They're going to change when a people of God rises up and says, we're not waiting for the government to change Chicago. We're not blaming it on the school system. We're not blaming it on the uh, police officers. We're not saying, aldermen, what are you going to do about it? What's the alderman going to do about it? It's the people of God that have the power to change people's lives. It's the people of God that bring hope and faith. It's the people of God that change marriages and children. We are a force for change. Too many churches are sitting back whining and complaining about when is someone else going to make a difference. And politicians are scratching their heads saying, we don't know how to make a difference. And I'm saying, why are we waiting? We are the people of God with power and strength. You say, well, Pastor, they have the budget and all the money. That's all right. You don't need a lot of money to make a big difference. How about it? So Jesus says, look up, raise your eyes. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Number two, start with where you're at. You're listening to Bold Steps, the Bible teaching of Moody Bible Institute President Mark Job. If you're unfamiliar with Moody, let me invite you to go online and explore the courses and programs we have to offer. If you have a high school student who's passionate about transforming the world for Christ, they belong at Moody. Located in the heart of downtown Chicago, Moody will help your student fulfill their calling in the classroom and beyond. Learn more today at boldstepsradio.org. Just click on the Moody tab on our homepage. Mark, while I've got you here, I'd like to address something I'm sure many of us are struggling with during these busy days, and that's spending quality time with our Savior. Maybe you can clear up the difference between thinking of God and actually being with Him. You know, Wayne, there's a huge difference It's like thinking about your spouse or actually spending time with your spouse. good analogy, right. And there's a huge difference. And I believe that we need to actually carve out time. You know, we carve out time for what's important. If I just tell my wife, hey, I'm thinking about you, but I'm never on a date. I don't spend time at home. I'm not sitting down, having a meal with her. She's going to come to a point saying, hey, thinking about me doesn't cut it. It's not enough. I want time with you, not just thinking about me. And I think that's a challenge for every believer that lives a busy life is carving out time to spend in the presence of Jesus. 
Well, right now, Mark, we're offering a special devotional book that can help our listeners do just that. It's from Pastor Louis Giglio, and it's called At the Table with Jesus. It's a 66-day journey to help you create authentic, intimate time with God, and it's packed full of key verses, profound insights, and practical devotions to help you learn how to share time with your Creator. And we'll send you this timely Bold Step gift today when you make a donation of any amount. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. If it's easier, send your gift in the mail. Address your envelope to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. That's 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. By the way, when you support Bold Steps for the first time, you'll also receive a free download of Dr. Job's brand new 30-day devotional. We really want to help make this season special for you and your journey with God. And Mark's e-devotional will help you deepen your walk with Jesus and take next steps of faith each day as you get more and more focused on Christ. For a gift of any size from our first-time donors to Bold Steps, now you'll receive our Bold Step gift from Pastor Louis Giglio and Mark's new Bold Steps with Jesus e-devotional. Now, after you donate, you'll receive a first-time thank you email with a link to this e-devotional that you can download right onto your phone or tablet for easy reading. Just go online and give that first-time gift today at boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. And that brings us to the end of today's program. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again tomorrow for the conclusion of this message called Roll Up Your Sleeves. It's part of our series called Empowered Spirit-Filled Witness, and you can hear it here Wednesday when you listen to Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.